The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a post-draft edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome into the SWBC studios, where there is some excitement, there is some frustration, there is some trash talk Plenty. happening. Plenty. Always, though. But we'll, we'll get to that in the Always. third segment, okay? We're going to talk about hockey later. Okay, because there is who said a, anything about hockey? There's an in-house yeah, bet. I'm talking about hockey. Oh, okay. That's yeah, in the enough. third segment, yeah, okay. we're going to talk about oh, it okay. later. Fair enough. So, but we do have a draft class to address. We have undrafted free agents that yeah. are now part of this Cowboys team. All right. Lots of new additions to talk about over the last week. So, we're not talking about the music group. Can they stand the rain? Yeah, that's yeah. A good one. we're going to find out. Can they stand? We're going to find out. Here's the thing. I, I think there were a lot of really good additions through yeah. the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. But I think there might be a better addition happening on the show today. Best facts. So Bring it, Kyle. Yeah, for those science. of you that, that, that watch and listen to us, you know there's always been a fourth chair. Mm. At one point, it was Rob Phillips. Rob P. Island. And we love Rob Phillips. Dug on right. We will always love Rob Phillips. We're still in a group message w- with Rob. WWRD. Late night. Late night. It was a very late night. Okay. Very late night. All right. Early morning. Early morning. Yeah. So we love Rob. Rob will always be a part of the show. He knows that. Yep. And I can't wait to see him this weekend, by the way. That'll be a lot of fun. But. Here's the thing. I still have his Christmas present. There has been there has been <laughs> an empty together. chair for a couple months now. It's been cold over there. Well, that chair is no longer empty. Today, uh-huh. Warm it what up. is today? Today's Tuesday or Wednesday, 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 May 3rd, we welcome for the first time ever to the Talking Cowboys group, the newest DallasCowboys.com writer, Nick Harris. Hey, is go. Talking Cowboys, Let's baby. Go. That guy. Let's go. Let's go. We've even got like a, like a WWE that entrance. Guy. Yeah. Let's go. Now you got to kick the door open this time, yeah. man. Oh. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, you got to kick it open. Dun, 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 Let's go, Nick Harris. Let's go. Okay. With the first overall pick. Yeah. So I am, one, very excited about this because I think we have a really fun group, but Nick just brings a whole other element to this. That's going to be next level. Kind of outline where you came from, how you got to the Cowboys, and what's on the table for you over the next few months. Yeah, absolutely. I I come from the recruiting world, so if y'all are big college football recruiting fans, I was working at 24-7 Sports and Rivals for the last four years. The last year and a half, uh, working as the national analyst for Texas, Mississippi, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Louisiana. So So, like SEC country, Big 12 country, a little bit of everything. Definitely, and and scouting kids from the time they're 14 until they get to that college level, and then transfer portal stuff as well. So, you know, juggling all that, and then, you know, this opportunity with the Cowboys 
came up and couldn't pass down an opportunity to take up this seat, guys. So I, uh, it, the, the real reason is to be on the show. That was, oh, that yeah. was the yeah, real yeah, reason. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was to take this chair. Way to butter us up. The thing is, dude, yeah, like, exactly. the thing is we already have the best podcast on the, on the Cowboys platform. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 like, and now with the addition of you, it's just, just unfair at this point. It is. Now. Yeah, I mean, was, it's, yeah. it's, like two, it's like four Usain Bolts. Like, yeah. you just don't stand a chance. Yeah. It's the not one, not two, yes, not three. Just four. Yeah. Nasty. KD on the Warriors. Yeah, that's exactly what this is. I respect that. I appreciate that. The Thanos. Oh, it's the the, the, the infinity. Yeah, like, right. yeah, the Last final one. one. <laughs> we surges smash, yeah. smash, smash. Yeah, yeah. that one. Yeah. And of course, we've got Beamer in the back. We count him as a part of this show. He only belongs to this show. He doesn't belong to any of the other right. ones. At all, yeah, ever. So, Nick. Thanks so much. I mean, this is going to be fun. I, I can't wait to, to have you a part of the crew uh, throughout talking Cowboys. But let's dive into this draft class, shall we? Because we Cowboys, they go out and they do good things. Not mm. exactly what Isaiah had in mind last week. You said that if they didn't address the offensive line. It, they, they they did what I, what I expected them to do mm-hmm. and what we talked about, just not in necessarily the order in which I wanted it to happen. Okay, yeah. what was the order you wanted it to happen? Well, I wanted offensive guard first. Not a swing person, not a somebody who can move over. I wanted a, a big, nasty guy who that's all he does is play guard. That was my first one. My second one was saying that we need to go out there and get a solid tight end. And then we needed to make sure that we address the defensive line and make sure we get a run stopper. And we talked about all the other guys, okay, adding a guy in the, in the secondary, adding a, a receiver. Like, they, they did all these things. It just didn't happen in the order that I wanted it to happen. Um, so kudos. And I'm sure we'll get to grades and all that stuff. Super kudos to the front office. They have had a doggone MVP offseason. Yeah. They have had an you know, a unbelievable offseason, not only in the free agency market, not only in trades, but also you talk about the draft, and now we talk about the post-draft and the acquisitions that they had there as well. They're absolutely killing it. You're starting to see the culture, that word again, right? You're starting to see that really start to transition and start to really come to fruition with this organization, and it's awesome because they're not being tentative. They're not being relaxed. They're not sitting back. They're not waiting for the crumbs to fall through, mm-hmm. okay? They are being – they're being diligent and being aggressive in terms of what they want this roster to look like. And you know what? You, I love the word that you chose, culture. Yeah. Culture, culture, culture. Uh, Jerry Jones admitted it himself when he said that the Mozzie Smith pick would not have occurred nine or ten years ago. Mm. Okay, The last time the Cowboys selected a defensive tackle in the first round was Russell Maryland. One of one. Wow, big Russ. In 1991. And for those that may be too young to understand the greatness of Russell Maryland, we're not comparing him to Mozzie Smith, but we're saying this is how highly graded and how much the culture has changed under the tutelage of Dan Quinn as defensive coordinator. So the Cowboys are are valuing positions that in recent history they haven't necessarily. Pre-Quinn, safety being one of them, okay? Now nose tackle being one of them. Addition of Jonathan Hankins at the tr- uh, ahead of the trade deadline. Now you drop in Mozzie Smith. This this team, particularly this defense, was already one of the more nightmarish ones last season. But now you drop in somebody like Mozzie Smith, and then you say, okay, well, whether you like the the pick or not, and we'll get to the grades here shortly. And I love the pick. I'm floored mm-hmm. by it. Are they going to address some of the other positions that they might have needed? Because like Isaiah said, because of how they handled free agency, they didn't have a ton of needs. Yeah. They could truly go more so to BPA, best player available, available in the draft. And they arguably did. Schoonmaker because of the tight end run at the top of the second round. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvion Overshawn. The, the value on Deuce Vaughn is just insane. So, I mean, you got that explosiveness. You add it to your offense. You add it to your defense. 
The value equation we'll talk about here shortly, but overall, they, they just keep knocking it out the park. Yeah, and to add another layer to the culture element, talking to all these guys, they're all really excited to be a part of this franchise, but especially the ones that came in on those 30 visits. It yep. sounds like the 30 visits were almost like, I'm going to tap into my recruiting here, like official visits. It's, it's yeah. what it sounds like, you know, coming in for two days, you know, the first day, being able to sit down and just really learn who these guys are. And then the second day you dive into football and, you know, kind of see what your fit is on the team. And, you know, I think that stood out to a lot of these guys. And, you know, who knows? down the line when maybe one of the two of these guys that they didn't draft become free agents they think back to that 30 visit experience and you know that becomes a big part of it but looking at the class you know I, I'm kind of with you Isaiah I think they addressed a lot of points of need but maybe not in the order I would have expected mm -hmm. I would have liked an offensive lineman in the second or third round I fully expected it to happen by the end of day two and it didn't happen by day two uh, awesome Richards I, I do like his versatility I like what they'll be able to bring him bring him to the table with and maybe you know give some guard flexibility for him but um, I guess we'll just kind of see when, whenever that comes around but uh, what was it in the order that I wanted Maybe not, but I, I do like that they addressed multiple points of need and that they they reversed all around the entire class. And that's that's the thing because it goes back to what Patrick just said. Dallas addressed a lot of needs before the draft happened. Mm -hmm. You go out, you get Stephon Kilmore. That that gives you depth at corner. You go out and you snag Brandon Cooks. That's a starter at the wide receiver position. So you weren't you weren't pigeonholed into specific picks along the way, I, and and I think. It's a mixture of BPA and need because I don't think it was straight BPA no, by any stretch of the imagination because there were better players on the board, higher ranked players on the board throughout much of their draft. Maybe not on their board. I don't think they window dressed their board, but comparatively to what we had seen. And they went for specific need. But did they go with the best player that filled that need? Absolutely. I think Absolutely. Luke Schoomaker is, is a great example of that because they wanted Sam Laporta. Mm -hmm. They wanted Michael Mayer. Going into day two, they thought one of those two guys would slip after only Dalton Kincaid went on day one. So they knew going into day two, all right, tight end is going to be a big possibility here. And they felt like, and they brought in Tucker Craft. They, they know what he brought to the table. They felt like there was a drop-off from the, the Kincaid, Laporta, Mayer, Schoonmaker cluster of tight ends to the next cluster of tight ends so they they made the pick they, they picked the tight end over a, a couple <laughs> other positions there so with that being said they addressed need but they did it with the best player available at that need at that time mm -hmm. and deuce vaughn's another great example of that they had been searching for a running back mm -hmm. all weekend long roshan johnson was a name chris rodriguez jr from kentucky was a name then they get down to this sixth round and they're saying okay we didn't get a running back we didn't find one Who's the best one on the board? And at that point, it was Deuce Vaughn, and it just happened to work out for a great moment. Awesome. Outstanding moment. One of moment. the best draft moments I've ever seen in my life. Awesome. No it's exaggeration. Hard to top it, right? No exaggeration. But the thing is, and for everybody that doesn't know and hasn't seen Deuce Vaughn, that dude is a playmaker. Baller. He deserved to be in the sixth round. I had a fifth round grade on him. So the fact that they got that value and had that moment in the sixth round, I think it was one and one, uh, just a fantastic pick. So with that being said, Isaiah, and you talk about the need and, and the best player available, do you feel like there was a position that was neglected? Was it offensive line, even though they did go get good value with Awesome Richards and, and brought him to the table? But I, I can't. do you feel comfortable with the offensive line spot right now? I don't know. I don't know. And I, the reason why I say that is because I hesitate to say that they didn't take care of business because we are all sitting here together saying that they checked every box. They did. Every box got checked. Okay. It may not have happened in the order that we wanted, but who are we to say that that the fifth round pick isn't going to play like a first round pick, right? We don't know. 
right? We don't know. Deron Bland. Bland. Yeah. yeah, exactly, right? So, so perfect example. Donovan so, Wilson, the six. fact that they addressed all their positional needs, needs, not wants, but needs, I'm satisfied. I am I am satisfied now. You just got to wait and see what happens. Yeah. You got to wait and see what happens. That, that's if you have a first rounder. That's if you have a third rounder, right? That's if, you know, depending on what it is, it doesn't matter. You address your needs. Now, you just hope that these guys show up and play ball. Yeah, I, I think that um, the, the biggest crux of all of our argument in the contrary would simply be the value equ- equation because mm-hmm. of the order in which these players went didn't necessarily jive with the order that we as individuals and or as a group and or as Cowboys fans might have had them valued on our respective mm-hmm. boards. So in that capacity, we then have to defer to the recent success slash failure rate of this staff and Correct. you got to give them grace because they've earned grace. Correct. So, for example, Mozzie Smith, to your point, he checks all the boxes. He's not pure BPA, but he's not pure meat. He's need he's quite literally both of those things yeah and the same could be said for schoolmaker and they you know had discussions on other running backs a chain but by the time they got on the clock a chain was already gone you lost out on other guys and then here comes deuce vaughn he's the blinking light right so as the cowboys like to refer to a guy like that so for me yes i had schoolmaker graded later late three late day three but the run on tight ends what everyone needs to understand in, in cowboys nation that's listening and i'm assuming everybody's listening because this is the best podcast out there say it again uh, this is the best podcast out there mm. cool is that the draft doesn't operate in a vacuum nope. okay you have to as much as you want to stay true to your board and you do your best to do so you also have to understand that variables outside of your control will also dictate what happens next when you're on the clock that's a schoolmaker pick Schoolmaker got pulled forward, in my opinion, because of the run on tight ends. But I still very much like Schoolmaker as a player. So the Cowboys still got themselves a definitive player and somebody who could come in and challenge for a starting role against Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot. And you love to see that happen. But to answer your question, I think the only position, and I like what Austin Richards brings because uh, I saw a stat only three sacks allowed in over 1,000 yep. reps, and that's a you know North Carolina guy. He knows how to protect the quarterback. And he's playing tackle there, too. Correct. And, <laughs> and Nick and I, we spoke with uh, Will McClay on yesterday in a conference call, and, and I specifically asked McClay, is this a Tyler Smith situation where you bring a man as tackle, but you commit him fully a guard uh, in training camp? He was like, no, he's going to you know, get reps at both. Yep. So keep 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 bit of information. I think wide receiver is, is the, still the question mark for me. That's still the question mark. There is a good, a solid, solid ceiling on Jalen Brooks, the seventh-round flyer pick. Um, but and we have to keep this in mind. We're talking about WR4 through, let's say, six. Let's say seven. Let's say yeah. they carry seven because Turpin is a is a returner. So you're talking about WR4 through WR7. I feel much better about that being the conversation versus a year ago when we're trying to figure out, you know, Jalen Tobert, is he going to be your, your wide receiver three? Yeah. Right. It's a different conversation, so I'm more comfortable with that. Um, but they're going to try to figure it out. That that would be the only position I would say that didn't necessarily get addressed completely. But I'd like to see what Jalen Brooks brings to the table. Yeah, and I think that's one of the bigger and questions. And the undrafted kid. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think there's a lot of questions around the, the wide receiver depth going deeper into the offseason and ahead of training camp. There's going to be a lot of questions around that. You know, Simi Fajoko, you know, he was a guy that looked really good at training camp last year, didn't really get to show what he could do last season. My you got Jalen Tolbert, who, you know, many are hoping can take that next step and get to, and earn that wide receiver four role. Because when injuries happen, as we've seen in the past, need those guys to step up. And, you know, I think that leads right back into the offensive line situation. When injuries happen, 
then who's going to step in? You know, if Tyron Smith gets hurt again, you know, who steps in and is able to fill that versatile role? You know, you move Tyler out to left tackle or and bring in who uh, to, to fill his spot. So uh, I think there is a lot of flexibility, and, and you know, we've we've talked about this a lot in the last few days about how much versatility is in the class. Um, you know, with a, a lot of the draft picks that they made, you know, Deuce being able to come out of the backfield, line up in the slot, Awesome Richards having that guard tackle flexibility. We could go on and on, but I, I think that versatility allows them to be a little bit more flexible whenever those injuries do happen because that's what's plagued them in the past. It, that's a good, great point because you think about what's happened toward the back half of the schedule, and this happened under Kellen Moore, and of course Kellen Moore is now in Los Angeles, but things get stagnant. We had talked about it on this show, the, the big bag that Kellen Moore brought, and you reach in, you try and pull out that one last toy, that one last item out of the bag, and it, there's nothing in there. You're just getting nothing but velvet down there. So What is, what is this, velvet? <laughs> <laughs> so when, when, when that happens, it, it, we've talked about this before, it's a debate between play calling and a debate between skill sets. Mm-hmm. Did they go out and they add that skill set, Nick, that allows them to go deeper into their bag from a play-calling standpoint by adding guys like a Deuce Vaughn and a Luke Schoonmaker who can – you can run behind Luke Schoonmaker. You can't run behind Jake Ferguson – and Peyton Hendershot as blockers, but Schoonmaker can lead the way. Yeah, it opens up your offense in a completely different way. And I, I it, whenever I had heard that the Cowboys really wanted to go get a tight end that can help them in the run blocking game, I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like this. It's different. This. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially with the way Tony Pollard and Deuce Vaughn can run between the tackles. I mean, we, we've seen, Will McClay's talked about it, you know, Deuce Vaughn taking off for a 78 yard touchdown right between the tackles against Alabama. So, you know, him being able to do that, you know, in, in Dallas, you know, I'm, I'm sure that's, that's a, a big circle around their pick. I, it's it's exciting. Let me let me ask you this, uh, hypothetically speaking. Here's a here's an offensive scheme: dual running back set with Deuce Vaughn and Tony Pollard. In the same set, you have a two tight end. One of those tight ends is Schoonmaker, okay. who can block and catch. Marty in Jake Ferguson, mm-hmm. C.D. Lamb, and then you got Brandon Cooks. You're you're. I hope you got too many on the field right now. Well, <laughs> I hope everybody's close. Check this out. As to what is happening, right? Kellen Moore, I'm, I'm just Kellen I'm Moore leaves. Throw everybody out there. That's a different type of twelve I'm personnel. A, okay. Yeah, I'm willing to take. A flag. Nobody saw it. There's no replay. I'm willing, to take a flag. <laughs> I'm willing to take a flag. People need to pay attention to what's happening with this with this offense. Kellen Moore is gone. Okay, mm-hmm. Kellen Moore is air it out, throw it every single down type of guy. Give me three, four receivers on the field at all, at all times. Mm-hmm. Then you have coach coming in, and he's pretty much saying that he wants to do what? Run the ball. He wants to run the ball. Okay, he backs that up in a draft by going out and getting a tight end that does what? Block, block, block. He goes out there and also grabs a running back, right? Late pick that can have what? Shiftiness, shiftiness, right? Yeah. Shiftiness. So now you're looking at it. These guys got the old linemen. They want to play bully ball. Don't expect to go out here and see a bunch of three receiver sets. Don't expect to see what you've seen over the past years. The offense is changing, mm-hmm. and if you don't see that 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 symmetry between the draft. What he's saying and what's happening with this roster right now, then you need to take a step back and look at it. These guys are going to be a downhill team. Who what was the fullback they picked up? <laughs> Hunter Lipke. You don't just pick up fullbacks. It's not something you just do, right? McCarthy did it in Green Bay, too, and what did they do? Absolutely. Yep. So you're going to see two backs. You're going to see two tight ends. You're going to have, you have two sure 
wide receivers. And if you want to sprinkle in the third, you have a third. You're no, they, are, they are getting away from being dependent on having three and four solid receivers. They're getting more towards we're going to be solid up front, we're going to have somebody to come downhill, and we're going to get four yards a pop on the ground. And then when we need to, we can run slants, we can run double moves, we can run all these things. We are going to move the chains. They're, I'm just telling you, they're getting away from being dependent on having to throw this thing 35 times a game. Don't expect to see the same thing you've seen over the past years. And then when opposing defenses crash down, Brandon Cooks. Over the top. CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. Michael Gallup. It's changing. <laughs> Do you like the change? It's consistent. It's not going to be as flashy. Okay. If, if, what I'm, if what my foresight has right now, right, my little crystal ball, okay, it's not going to be as flashy. It's going to be more long-winded, right? So people like the big plays. They like the big splash, and that's cool. But that's not an exciting brand of football. It's not an exciting brand of football, but it is consistent. It wears teams down, and it leaves your bag full. It Mike leaves your bag full because you simplify the crap out of your yeah. offense. Everybody doesn't have to think as much. Right, we're just out here playing, mm-hmm. right? And then when they start changing their personnel up, all of a sudden, right? If you want to go two backs, if you want to throw a little deuce out there, now you got a TP and a deuce. Guess what? Do you need a third receiver out there? Nah. Yeah. Right? I can put my I can put a shoemaker out. I can put my line. I put my my tight end out there. Now I got six offensive linemen pretty much. Right? I could block it up. I can sit back. I can throw it. If I need to get my guys out the backfield, I can motion either one of those guys out the backfield, and all of a sudden I have very viable options at the receiver position and running back position. They are trying to simplify this offense as much as possible and it's going to pay dividends it's, watch it's happening Mike McCarthy said late last season he, he made a comment that's really coming to fruition right now when it really um, cements what Isaiah is saying as far as the foreshadowing for what the Cowboys offense is going to be Mike McCarthy in a post game press conference said I would rather trade production for wins I'll trade offensive production for wins I'll trade I'll, Mike McCarthy doesn't care about having 40 points a game he doesn't care about averaging the 40 burger he cares about improving mm-hmm. on the 12 and 5 season mm-hmm. and getting deep into the playoffs so if that means the Cowboys offense has Go to back. be more methodical and they average only 28 27 points per game which is still lights out by the way but yeah. if they only average 27 28 points per game hell if they only average 24 points per game but you get a 13 and 4 season and you're in the NFC championship at minimum that's what Mike McCarthy is here what does Dak do best I've said it a gazillion times. Play action. Yeah. So if you know what your quarterback does best. Play to it. And he doesn't make too many mistakes when he's in that in that mode. Why would you not build everything else around it to set him up for success? Which is what they're doing. Which is exactly what yeah. they're doing. We're going to run the ball 30 times a game. We don't want him throwing the ball more than, more than 25 times a game. He's going to have a high precision rate because we're running highly accurate passes. Y'all are highly accurate, accurate routes, short, nice, precise. Get it in their hands. If they want to jump it, we have a double move built off of it. We are going to wear you down. Oh, and by the way, now they have guys who can separate whose name isn't CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. Um, yeah. Deuce Vaughn, he's separating. Mm-hmm. Schoolmaker, yes, he's a, a, an elite run blocker, but he can separate. Mm-hmm. Jake Ferguson, separator. Peyton Hendershot, separator. But look at the personnel groupings. The personnel, if you come out in a 21 personnel, they have to come out in a base defense. Yep. If you come out in a 22 personnel, they have to come out in a base defense, mm-hmm. right? And now all of a sudden, even. 23 <laughs> even. And now you motion guys out. Now what? Now you have linebackers guard, on, like your, on, your, on your receiving Stuck running backs, like right? Chuck. If you want to go out there and come out, if you come out in 22 or 23 personnel and you want to come out with your linebackers and your big safeties, guess what? We have two two tight ends that can run routes on you all day long. We'll, leave, we'll leave one of them in there to block. Yep. Now, now it gives an opportunity because last year, whenever you were relying on Dalton Schultz, and he was kind of banged up toward the back half of the season, but you were relying on Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot as that youth duo at the tight end position, 
you knew what was happening. Jake Ferguson was going to come in yep. there, and he was going to block 80% of the time. And then you had, you had Peyton Hendershot who was going to come in, and he was going to be a receiver 80% of the time. They weren't going to rely on the other one to do the other task. Mm-hmm. Now you can have a schoonmaker who blows that all up, and you don't know what he's doing because he he is capable as a receiver just as much as he is capable as a blocker. So I think it does. It opens things up, and I, you can see a pattern. So when we come back, I want to talk about who the draft picks affect most. You mentioned Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. but does it affect the other tight ends? Does it affect the linebackers? Who won the draft weekend in the Cowboys locker room? We'll talk about that next. When we come back here on More Talking Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Want to use the Cowboys locker room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. No one knows where this market will go. Things could change tomorrow, next week, or next month. At Merrill, we've been here before, and history shows this is the time to stay focused on your future because through every market, the bull will always have your back. Find an advisor in North Texas at ml.com slash bullish. Merrill, a Bank of America company. What would you like the power to do? Investing involves risk. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner & Smith Incorporated, registered broker-dealer, registered investment advisor, member SIPC, a wholly owned subsidiary of Bank of America Corp. Back to Talking Cowboys. Register now for 2023 Dallas Cowboys Youth Camps presented by Invisalign. Athletes ages 6 to 16 are invited to learn from the best this summer at AT AT&T Stadium or Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. Football camps are led by former NFL players and dance camps are topped by current Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Save $25 when you sign up for camp. By May 12th, visit DallasCowboys.com slash camps. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker. I'm Kyle Yeomans with our newest member of Talking Cowboys, Nick Harris, joining mm-hmm. us for the first time. Hey. All right, Nick, we're going to put you on the spot. Throw it. Go straight at it. Who won draft day inside the Cowboys locker room if we're talking about position groups, was this a draft that builds around Dak Prescott? Coaching staff, I'll throw the coaching staff in there too. Who won draft weekend 
by the acquisitions that the Cowboys made. And bear with me here. I'm just going to go defense. We, you talked about Kellen Moore being stagnant at times last year, and there would be multiple drives where they're off the field in three, four plays, mm-hmm. and you know the defense is right back on the field trying to you know go against a run defense or a really good rushing offense, and then they're getting run right up the middle. It's just it's it's bad complementary football. And Mike McCarthy talked a lot about it this past weekend. We're trying to implement complementary football, and this kind of passes back into our last segment of being able to run the ball more, even when you have a bad drive you're still taking two and a half minutes off the clock and letting those guys get a little bit of rest and then with the run stoppers that they're able to bring in now you know have those guys rest up and then you have good run stoppers in in the a and b gaps that are ready to get back on the field and play defense so i'm just going to say defense and and you look at the overshone take as well that's going to provide a lot of positional Mm -hmm. flexibility in all three levels he has position he has experience at all three levels as an edge rusher linebacker and safety i mean having a guy like that that can either beef him up and bring him down or you know uh, lean him up and and put him back or just keep him in the linebacking core I, I think I think there's just a lot to like about the defense overall. lean him up and push him back I like that <laughs> DeMarvion Overshone like all three levels and so and you had been around Overshone through your recruiting days right because yeah, he was correct. out in East Texas initially and then he, of course he went to Austin and you spent some time down there yep. but I mean shout out to ARP Texas by the way East yeah, Texas there you go East Texas Beast Texas baby yep. Where does he fit best? Do you think he fits best as a linebacker or just as a, a purely versatile piece? Yeah, I think he's going to fit best as a linebacker, but I think he's going to have a lot of pass rush upside that I think not a lot of people will expect. Yep. Ooh, yeah. Dan Quinn knows how to unlock that from people. Right. Which goes to my answer. Mm. Dan Quinn ah. is the big winner. <laughs> he continues <laughs> to win. The Cowboys continue to basically give him carte blanche, and wisely so because he he's already built one of the most dominant defenses in the league, and it just got better. You dropped Mozzie Smith in. You talk about DeMarvion Overshone, who was someone I, li- I liked so much, I mocked him to the Cowboys in my one and only draft, and here he is, so hook him. Uh, and then you talk about Viliami Fajoko. For those that, that are unaware of, they call him Junior Fajoko, for those that are unaware of the cousin of Vita Vea, the guy is violent. Mm-hmm. He, he, he has two gears, stop and kill. Okay, go back and watch his film and and you love everything you see from him. So when you talk about Overshone and Mozzie Smith and you talk about um, Viliami Fajoko and I'm actually intrigued with Eric Eric Scott, someone who not not a lot of people knew about. Mm -hmm. But if Will McClay is and Dan Quinn are so all in on this kid that they're willing to give up a pick next year, which will ultimately be a comp pick, but a 2024 fifth-round pick to move up and draft him at 178 instead of risking him falling to 212. That tells me something. And for those that don't know, the 4.71 second 40 was on a tweaked quad, right, because he tweaked it, it jumping 39 and a half inches in his vertical. Still ran it, though. Do you know how insane that is to even run a 4.71? Hurt. Hurt. But he said he's been clocked at sub four five, sub four four five. So Eric Scott, he's intriguing. Bottom line is Dan Quinn already entered this this draft with top two defense in the league. I'll, I'll put San Francisco up there as well. Top two defense in the league. I'll put Philly at three. We'll see how my Georgia boys blew. But it got better. That should terrify people. Keep in mind, he also went and got Stephon Gilmore to play opposite Trevon Diggs. Jordan Lewis is coming back healthy to tandem with Deron Bland coming off a breakout rookie season. Donovan Wilson is back. Three-headed monster. J. Ron Curse is back there. Malik Hooker is back there. And then you have DeMarvion Overshawn, who, where is he lining up? 
It's a guessing game. Where's yep. Waldo? Yep. It's going to be where's Waldo, just like it is with J. Ron Curse. Mm-hmm. Dan Quinn won and keeps winning. It's it, Demarvi and Overshone reminds me of a mixture between Micah Parsons and J. Ron Curse because that's what it's going to be. Because like like it's yeah. like okay, I'm, and I'm not comparing. Let me let me slow this down real quick. Mm-hmm. I'm not comparing mm-hmm. his skill set to both of those players. Like I don't think he is Micah Parsons, and I don't think he is. J. Ron Curse put You're together, usability. but his his usage yeah. could be compared that to that one? because no where one. where is Micah going to line up? For the most part, he's now going to be an edge rusher. That's just kind of where he has That's been. That's where he's been successful. Then you have J. Ron Curse. Who where is he going to line up? Okay, he's going to be in the back of the defense, and he'll come into the box. He's going to cover backer. a tight end. Safety he's going to do backer. so many different things. And then there's a Demarvi on Overshone. That's like, all right, now he can do all three of those things. So when I see him, I see Dono. I see. I see a Dono. I see a Dono who can cover. Fair, He's a hard hitter fair. too. That's like also Dono. a comp that. that that's what. I, that's what I see when I see him. I see, I see Dono. Like made. he's either he's either. Not coming or he's going. Yeah, <laughs> right? you know, like, like it's either you know it's, it's full speed ahead, and he has ability to cover a little bit. So I, that's, I see, that. I see that's a beautiful. bigger, more rangier Donald. Oh, more than a little bit. That's what I see when I see. He is. He's big. Um, he is really good at coverage. So I, I agree with you guys. If we're talking about offense or defense, I think the defense won. They won the night. When we're talking about position groups. I think the running backs won. Really. I really do. I think the running backs won. Over even the it, D-line? Or even over the D-line. Because you think about, yeah, man, they, they have a, one heck of a pick, right? Um, the, the D-line didn't, they needed, they needed Mozzie. They, yes. they, they needed that. Yeah. Outside of that, they had no needs. It was once. Offensively, when you go to the running back room, they had needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about it. They had needs. We talked about it. Right? So when I talk about a position, a position group that won, I would have to say that they won in the draft and in post-draft by, by picking up Hunter. Because now you look at it in terms of what they're saying that they want to do, they have those boxes checked. They don't have to look outside anymore. Nope. That room is solid from what they did in just the draft. In just the draft. They addressed it, right? So they already got TP, right? They got Ronald Jones before. Felt right? So they good got the, those they two. Good about That's a two, two-headed monster. Ronald Jones, from my perspective, is a blocking He's a guy, his guy's going to be in there to be on a third down situation to block in yep. short yardage. That's your job. That's your job. Get us one to two yards and make sure nobody hits Dak in the back of the head. Yep. Okay. Read linebackers one to two. Communicate with the O line. Know exactly where the slide's going. Make sure you pick off the eight men on the line of scrimmage. Science. That is your job. Okay. Now, if we go out there and we get a shifty cat, okay, TP, we don't want you to be that shifty guy no more. You have more responsibilities. Mm-hmm. We're going to have somebody who was your role. That's He's now taking your role for your last year's role, okay, your last three years' role. Yep. Okay. So now that's Deuce. Deuce, that's your job. And then guess what? We got a big monster. We don't have to bring a lineman in no more to go down here and come downhill. Every time we have a lineman in the game, we're running the ball. No, now we got a fullback who's see ball, hit ball. That's all he wants to do. He wants to see. You tell him, hey, go out there and hit 52. Okay, coach. He can also catch. <laughs> yeah, and he catch. Now you got him coming out the back. So catch. the versatility, we started talking about goal line. You he started had talking six about red receiving zone. touchdowns last year. Now we're talking about play action. You're talking about him coming in, bluffing on a linebacker and going out to the flat, right? So now you, in terms of addressing a position group, Holistically, I think the running backs won. I like it. Yep. That's that's an interesting take because I, I I agree that they won. Did they win over the defensive line? I I think Mozzie Smith adding to that defensive line. What have we talked about? And, and mm-hmm. we talked about it before Jonathan Hankins, and then we talked about it after Jonathan Hankins came into the fold. Mm-hmm. They need a guy like that. Absolutely. They have needed a Mozzie Smith. And they got Jonathan Hankins, and I still love Jonathan Hankins being on this football team even in 2023. You, you needed both. Yes. You needed both. We talked about Big Jonathan Hankins coming back and saying that as an instrumental piece. That's something that has Underrated to take place. Underrated signing. But we also said he needs somebody when he goes out 
that that role is still fulfilled. Because now, you saw what happened Now it's when the opposite way, though. <laughs> now Mozzie Smith is that role, and Jonathan Hankins is the fill-in. Mm-hmm. And Mozzie Smith is the, the, the long-term answer to that question. Yeah. So now you allow for everybody to run free, not only when Jonathan Hankins is in the game, but now you've got a Mozzie Smith and a Jonathan Hankins? You're, you're let's not, put them both out there. Let's have some fun. That's goal line. Yeah. But, you're, but, you're, but, you're, but you're, the Rick thing wall. is, they're not exposed. And that's the, one, that's the no. conversation we had pre-draft. The reason why they needed to address that position at a high, with a high pick is so that you're never exposed to the run. When they see big Jonathan Hankins go out, what does the offensive coordinator automatically think? The middle of the defense is get weak. Yeah, yeah, we can we can go right up the middle, okay, if, if we want to. We can do quarterback sneaks if we want to. We can get easy yardage because that's where they're soft at, mm-hmm. right? They're soft, right? What did Michael Jordan do? He took his weakness and he made it his strength. What did the Dallas Cowboys do? They took their weakness, they just made it their strength. That's how you address your roster. They did one heck of a job, and now we have a rotation, mm-hmm. right? We have all these defensive ends. We have all these tackles, right? But now you have a rotation of a guy who's going to sit in the zero or the one gap. Well, here, here's what I say, and, and- – Careful with this, because I think that you'll see um, sets of Mozzie and Hank, Jonathan Hankins, Hankins together together in more than just goal line. Correct. If you read the tea leaves and listen to what Will McClay is saying, Stephen Jones is saying, when you listen to what Mozzie Smith is saying. So I, w- I rode on the transport with Mozzie Smith from DFW upon his first arrival to uh, the star here at Frisco. And one of the things he said, which was later backed up by McClay and, and Stephen Jones, is yes, he is that definitive run stopper, that elite run stopper. But they saw some things on the Michigan film that are going to have them testing him in training camp as a flex. They're going to see him do some three-tech work, yeah. some five-tech work as well, depending on what the lineup is, four-down man, three-down man. So you're going to see Mozzie Smith not just operate solely as a run-stopper, which means if he's on the field with Jonathan Hankins, which direction are you running to? Because also you got to keep in mind, these are operating in a rotation of guys like Osa Odigizua, who's yep. coming off of a breakout season, Chauncey Golston, who's needed was pointing north right now. Dan, I, I have to say it again, Dan Quinn was already a winner coming into the draft and the fact that they drop a nuclear weapon like Mozzie Smith onto the table and then sprinkle in another weapon and Viliami Fajoko and then say, hey, DeMarvion Overshone, come on in and join the party. This defense as a whole, to Nick's point, is insane. It's ridiculous. It, yeah, we saw Dan Quinn kind of sneak over to the to the end of the table in the front office after they made that first round pick and they officially made it. And Dan, that smile was ear to ear. To ear. <laughs> we we felt it. Ear we felt it downstairs. I mean, yeah. it was. It was it, he's he's got to be excited. He's got every every right to be excited. Quick thing I want to touch on: if they can unlock that pass rush ability from Mozzie Smith, ooh, mm, that hmm. would be fun. Because he's already disruptive. Yeah. from zero one two. Yeah, yeah. So, super explosive. Yeah. Yeah. Super explosive. Yeah. There's only one person. Think about this. There's only one person. Person on this defense who's asked to play one position, Jonathan yeah. Hankins. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Oh my God. Just Everybody get else there. is Just get in there, big boy. <laughs> yep. Just get in there, big boy. And yeah. I mean, if we would have <laughs> talked about it last week, if we would have in our lead-up show said, "Okay, three of the first four picks are going to go to the defensive side of the ball," one, I don't think we would have believed. That. I would not have. And yeah. two, no. I don't think we would have been as excited about it. But that's what Dan Quinn brings as an element mm-hmm. because there's a trust factor there. Because of what he's done, because of of the the guys that he's hit on and the guys that he's stood on the table for have worked out. They have been there. They've done that. and They've shown it. So he's earned that ability to go in and say, I, guys, I really want a Mozzie Smith, mm-hmm. even though I know we need offensive line. But I, I'm here. Look at me. This is my third year as defensive coordinator. We need a Mozzie Smith. Let's go get us a guy real quick. We need to go to break. Yep. When we come back, though. 
We're talking a couple different things. We're talking hockey. What's cracking? We're talking about <laughs> have the stars aligned. We're going to talk a couple different things, and then we'll we'll wrap things up and send you into to next week when we come back with more talking Cowboys right after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Hey, honey, can we talk? Of course. What's up? Well, I just thought you should know. I've been curious about the new Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream. (gasps) Have you felt this way a long time? No, I just think I'd really like the taste of Dr. Pepper swirled with layers of flavor. If you feel that way, I think you should try it, babe. It's amazing. I mean, you're amazing, too. (laughs) New Dr. Pepper Strawberries and Cream, the new flavor you deserve. Want to use the Cowboys locker room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. Head to the Miller Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium for the Dallas Cowboys Tacos and Tunes Festival presented by Miller Light. Saturday, May 13th from 2 to 7 p.m. Enjoy a variety of tacos and food truck options while you sip on cold drinks and listen to live music. Admission and parking for the Dallas Cowboys Tacos and Tunes Festival are both free. Visit attstadium.com slash tacos and tunes for more info. See you there. I would love to go. I'm not going to be there. Mm. I'm going to be. That's that. Where, 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 where will you, you be? That morning, I will be flying out to Seattle uh-huh. for the start of my honeymoon. Oh, hey, because I'm getting married on oh. Sunday. Hey, hey, congratulations! Congratulations man. to the congratulations. Event, brother. Man, yeah. Seattle's not a bad place to be, Kyle. Yeah, you know, and that's interesting that yeah. you say that. I disagree. So last night, and actually, it's cracking in Seattle. I disagree vehemently. It is this, cracking in Seattle. You know that? This, <laughs> you ever been? It's amazing. This started. <laughs> Yesterday afternoon, I called you, and we were talking about a couple sure things. Did. And I was like, I wonder – I forgot Dallas and Seattle are playing in this series. And, that, the, of course, they go back and forth. Of course, last night was at the American Airlines mm-hmm. Center. The Climate Pledge Arena up in Seattle is the other, yep. the, the, the other games of the series. I was like, I wonder if there's a game that would overlap while I'm in Seattle. I'm only there for one night during this series because specifically. Because priorities. Because, you know, then we're going on a cruise and whatever. But – 
that one night is going to be game six. Mm-hmm. And I found that out last night, and I spent way too much money on SeatGeek, baby. Mm. I went on SeatGeek and have, I have locked fees. it in. You can't, you, oh, man. you can't put a price on being in the building nope. when the stars Ooh. eliminate the Kraken. They, they put a Seattle. price on you it. You can't put a price on there it. There was a price on it, no oh. doubt about it. Uh. It was just a big price. <laughs> uh, it, but the, the hotel we're staying at is like a couple Across blocks away, yeah. and so we're going to walk to the stadium if Dude. they go. But here's the thing. If only someone knew anybody in the Kraken's organization. <laughs> if only. Yeah. If only. This is all happening there's, there's more before I heard about Isaiah being front row last buddy, night. Buddy, mm. buddy, buddy with the Kraken's ownership group. <laughs> mm. And I didn't even get a text message about this Nor thing. Did I. I didn't even hear Nor about did I. it. But you know what, Isaiah? I was, couch, I was couch surfing while you were Same here. rubbing elbows I was in with there, the elite. I was in there pissing off all the Stars <laughs> fans last night. <laughs> It but, was awesome. Man. Okay, so for those that don't know, and you should know if you listen to this show, Seattle, home. I mean, that's hometown for, mm-hmm. for Isaiah Stanback. He's got his Kraken shirt on. Yeah, this is custom, too, says, man. Says this is custom. Y'all can't. Crack this, house. This is a one-of-one. It's <laughs> a one-of-one, man. I'm about to yeah. start selling these joints. Yeah, it's, it's I'm, trying, I'm trying to counterbalance it, but that that's next level. It's fire. Yeah. Yeah, fire. It's one of my level. clients made this for me. It's, he designed it. It looks great. It's it does. pretty dope. But it does. It looks like just, a straight out of the store. It's so it funny. Yeah, like, it, look, it looks pro shop work. It's awesome. Oh, it is going to be. Yeah. But so you're a huge Kraken fan. You Very have been fan. since day one. Like, I mean, they founded the Seattle, team. Everything, you were man. big time. Just like people are Dallas, everything. I'm Seattle, everything. Well, man. you're awesome. you're you're one of one in the studio because yeah. three of us are Stars fans. Absolutely. As you so, should be. I think we need to make a bet. Oh, mm. I think we need to bet something mm. here. You still want to bet? Yeah, I don't care. I, don't I was going to say he's game got one. You know, we scored three goals in fifty-two seconds. That's okay. Okay, you, you scored one the rest of the game. I was so, going to say it, 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 it happened to be an important time. one. And yeah, we got Joey four times. Grab him and hold him. Grab him and hold him. You tried. You tried to let go. I got nervous. We got Pav God, so we would not. We'll be all right, bro. Chov Pavletsky. I mean, oh my gosh, Pavelski. I don't know why I said Pavletsky. I think it's a football player. I don't know. Uh, Pavelski, though, oh, man, Animal. that was nuts. Four goals last night. Animal. Okay, here's the thing, though. Okay. We got we to gotta come up with, with the bet that's happening here. Of course, it's a series win. Mm-hmm. Stars win the series. Kraken win the we'll series. Spot you one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we, we give you a one-game one, one game head start. What are we thinking here? We thinking just jersey, hat, swap? Where, where, what are you thinking, Beamer? I don't know. I'm trying to think of a bet. All live on the air. By the way, if you have any questions or you have any suggestions, send I was going to say, Twitter. ladies and gentlemen, tweet us. Yeah, tweet us with your there. suggestions. I don't know, man. Let's let's take a poll. We have tonight until tomorrow. To we got next out. week too. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a poll. Let's I don't see, think. Let's see, let's see what the fans say. I think this thing's going six or seven. Yeah, let's let's, let's do it like we did yeah. the uh, the nickname for yeah, the Cowboys. Let's defense. do it like that. We're going to crowdsource this. So, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, hit us up each individual on the Twitter. I'm Voice of the Star. Kyle underscore Yeomans. Yep. There can be no back. monetary Nick value Harris, in this DC. because the NFL. Yeah, no, yeah, no monetary value. No, 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 no. Zero, zero yeah. monetary value. So, no, no money guys. can just be exchanged. You know. Nope. So. Just, this is a pure pride factor. Pride. Pride this is pride. We just talked smack. That's what this is. Yeah, let's do that. That's awesome. It's okay, it's going to be one heck of a series. I can tell you that. Patrick just reminded me. So, Nick, your Twitter to follow, what is it? Nick Harris, DC. Nick Harris, D.C. We talk some Cowboys. He, he, we also talk some Miami Heat, especially Jimmy Butler <laughs> oh, when the time oh, comes around. So, oh, you know, oh. So hey, you, come you, tap in. Oh. So you're Heat. 
Yeah, big time. I almost pulled it out without Butler. Hey, I'll should have. It. I'll take it. Should have. Mm. You see, uh, you see Jimmy last night yeah. just smiling yeah. and waving to the crowd. Mm. You guys can be Heat that competitive five. without Jimmy. Heat five mm. in the garden. Yeah, yeah. This this is talking Cowboys, but also, I mean, the way that this show is run, this is like we're sitting sports. at a bar. We're sports guys. We're sitting at a sports bar or talking with your friends. We're gonna we're gonna tailor it to be. I respect anybody who represents their city. Bro. Exactly. Man, I wish this, this series was like last week. You want to know why? I do not wish it was. You want to know why it was? I wish it was last week. Why is that? Is because that bet could have been uh, you wearing a uh, Kraken jersey down the aisle. That's not oh, happening. <laughs> that is not. I would have never make that bet in the first place. Why you wouldn't? You're not confident, Kyle. Oh, <laughs> no, there's a couple different reasons why. You got to You have to wear this as an undershirt. <laughs> you have to wear this yeah. as an undershirt. Yeah, just have it underneath. Yeah. Just rip it open. <laughs> See, Beamer. Uh, I don't know, Beamer. I don't know if you're familiar with the divorce rate in this country, <laughs> but let's not contribute to it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I'm I'm good on that well, one. Well, but uh, all right, guys. Well, yeah, we'll 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 hit the bet next week. Yeah. I will be here next week. Okay. So it is the week after the wedding, but my honeymoon doesn't start until the 13th and tacos and, and tunes. There's festival. two more games before. No? Yeah, two three. more games before. Three games before our next show? No, I think they play Sunday, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So Thursday, Sunday, Tuesday. I think that's what it is. Or Saturday, Tuesday. Anyways, there might oh, okay. be. Yeah. So, so it's a Tuesday game, not yeah, a Monday game? I think, okay. so. I think it might, it's one of those. But either way, there's two to three games before our next show. So, so it won't be clinched by then. And if it is, you'll win the bet. But that's fine. We'll Correct. figure it Facts. out. But. Well, you guys hold it down next week. Rub it all in his face, the mm. wins. Because yeah. next Tuesday, I'll be out of office. Actually, my first offseason you know, oh. reset. So oh, you're going to reset? Just want to try it oh. while I'm watching the stars win. Hey, competitive. Because that's, that's what's going to I happen. love competition. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fan of competition. Yeah. That's, it doesn't matter what sports. Oh, by the way, uh, in order to be a part of this show, you have to run a 40-yard dash. Ooh. Hey, I'm down with that. Okay. Book it. He's ready. Hey, the question is, can you beat Kyle? Book it. Oh, stop. What did he run? Uh, you don't need it. doesn't ask that question. You don't ask that question. He's already down. He's already down. doesn't matter. He just has more legs than me. I have it. It's done. It's over. It's done. Deuce wouldn't ask that question. What did Tony run? No. No. All right. Now he's trying to beat in cornhole. Yeah, and then you got to try and beat Beamer in cornhole. I am pretty good at cornhole. I'm not. This is not a challenge. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. Hold on, hold on. We got a, we, yeah, we got a thing on here. There's, there's, there's a thing, okay? Say it with your chest. And we have Say It With Your Chest Fridays, but being that our show is only once a week right now, yeah. we say it with our chest. Okay. We don't back okay, down yeah. from comments. We stand yeah. behind what we say. Say it with yeah. your chest. Sometimes it's going to be received well, sometimes it's not, but we stand behind it. We say it with our chest. Chris Beam, you can see me outside. Hey! Let's go. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Nick Harris. <laughs> All right, we'll be go. back next Tuesday at our normal time, 10 a.m. Central Time, right here from the Star in Frisco. For Chris Bean, for Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, and Patrick Nosey Walker, we also do the chopper yeah, at the end of the show. There you go. Shout out to Rob Phillips. Yes, sir. All right, see you next week on Talking Cowboys. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?